Greetings and welcome back to yet another episode of The Marriage Chronicles. This is your girl Naila and because I am unaware of what time you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. So today for me is Saturday, December 10th, 2022. It is 5.19 p.m. So how is everyone doing? I hope everyone is doing well. Um, for me, I'm doing well. Um, I'm trying to remember if my last episode, if, if I talked about being terminated from my job, I was terminated last Friday, um, which is a week and a day ago. So, um, for me. And so, uh, how did my first week go? My first week of, 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 of being, uh, unemployed has been quite eventful it's 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 like the time is going by at at a cool rate like the days are not going by too fast or too slow it's like it feels like that accelerated pace that that was happening is no longer happening and and it's just like I'm back to um the day just going by like a regular day like you know um i got some writing done on yesterday um and um well i think all this week i think last week i got some writing done too um so yeah i was really happy and pleased with what i got into the book on yesterday and last week looking back on it um <clears throat> last week i wrote i wrote some on my marriage um i was really dealing with some things uh and some emotions like my emotions have really been kind of um kicking my butt here <laughs> um here and there it seems like it comes at just just out of nowhere it'll just i'll be okay and then all of a sudden i'll just be emotional you know um so yeah so uh it's been like there there have been certain people who have said certain things and i've even been told that oh you're not hearing that from god god don't speak God ain't spoke to us in, in years and forever and blah, blah, blah. I have to tell this person, I don't know what you have going on in your um, spiritual life. Maybe God doesn't speak to you, but I know for a fact that God speaks to me. And I also know because of confirmations, because there's been times, you know, when it comes down to me standing and waiting for my husband, um, there have been times where I have just felt completely stupid uh, surrounding this subject and have actually um, thought of stopping, like, gosh, this is really, like, I'm sure I look really stupid to a lot of people, but um okay I'm sorry I had to put that on silent just in case somebody hit us up but um <clears throat> I've wanted to quit at times and and I tell this to each person who looks at me and says nah man you need to stop um 
My response is there's so many things in this life that that are hard. Uh, To me, going to college, thinking of going to college for four years plus some, getting a master's degree, getting a doctorate, to me, that's that seems really hard and really extensive. And I myself would not want to do that because, well, I don't even like school, first of all. I, I, I never liked the institution. Just never did like it. Um, so why would I go back? And then when I would think about going back, I would think, okay, Naila, this is you committing to four years of constantly Four years of, well, I'm not talking about a, like a doctor. Like even if I was just trying to get just a, 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 a degree in something or anything. Two years, even with an associate's degree, just committing to that is a lot to me in my mind. It would be like, oh my gosh, how am I, you know what I mean? It's, that's a long time from now and it's a, it is a huge commitment. But there are so many people, and, and, and it's a huge financial commitment at that. But there's a lot of people who look at that and they see the promise at the end of it. The promise at the end of it is like a career. The promise at the end of it is, 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 is financial. They feel like it might be financial security. But how many know that a lot of times when you go to college and sometimes you try to get a job in that particular um, uh, uh business or trade or whatever when you try to a lot of times you cannot get a job in that that uh whole field you know you could you could you could go to school for four years and up and still not work in your particular field after that so it's just like it's something you're hoping for it's not a guarantee that you're going to even get the career you're wanting after going to school all that time, right? And so, but people still do it. People still take their chances and people still go, right? That's not something for me. But at the same time, I'm not going to look at that person and say, nah, man, nah, that's just too hard. You just need to not do it. It's too much. No. And just bang them in their head about it and just be like that's just stupid don't do that that's hard why would you want to do something hard why would you want to commit to something long term why would you want to why would you I'm not going to rip down anybody's hope for their future I'm not going to do that yet I have a lot of people say to me Oh, God, God didn't tell you to wait. Or why would you want to wait for a man who's not faithful to you? Why would you want to wait for a man is, uh, who, who might be doing this and that? Why would, you, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to subject yourself to that? And you know what? I believe God told me to do this. And yes, I know that there's going to, that, that, that it's a commitment. I know more than the people telling me that it's a commitment because I've been the one sitting here in this commitment. Regardless of what my husband is doing. So I need no one to tell me that this is going to be hard. I need no one to tell me that this is going to take out time from my life. I need no one to tell me, oh, you're beautiful and you're smart and you can get anybody you want, which is a lie. I can't get anybody I want. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I, I need not for people to, to say that. You get what I'm saying? The same way that I would not suggest someone going to college, 
And I wouldn't do it myself. If somebody was determined to do that, I would wish them well. Do you get what I'm saying? And I would pray that they have the endurance and the strength and the ability to get through that, to get to the promise. But when it comes down to my marriage, a lot of people are telling me, no, don't do that. You're beautiful. Go get somebody else. Go, you know what I'm saying? And and this one last one, it really hit me really hard to where I was in tears. Because as you all know, this walk, as far as faith, this faith walk is really um, complicated. Um <laughs> It, it it's complicated and and of course it, it it's going to go against the grain not gonna go with it it's gonna go against the grain it's going to um ruffle some feathers it's gonna make some people feel uncomfortable including myself at times but it's something that when you are believing god for something there are certain things that you cannot subject yourself to there are certain things that you cannot do. And one of those things are, and this is just me. This is just me. This is just wisdom. Um, I don't sit around and wonder if my husband is with someone else. I don't sit around and wonder if he's having sex with someone else. I don't sit around wondering uh any of that because it's too much that's too much for me that's too much for me so i use wisdom and instead of that i don't picture him i, I don't picture him with other people because that would just break my heart but this person was like well is your husband uh faithful is he with somebody else right now is he this do y'all talk every day and it was you know well then your covenant has been broken and therefore it ain't it ain't it ain't a marriage. You just need to go ahead with the papers because that's the only thing. But it, your marriage been over and that's it. That really struck me hard because then my mind went to, is he with somebody else? Is he, you know, this and that, you know, when those those thoughts come in, I oppose them with a prayer. That. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go into a details about the things I pray, but you know, I, I pray differently than what I could possibly believe is going on. And then I pray, I pray contrary to what I see and what I assume could happen, could be happening. Anything that's contrary to God's word and, and his promise. I try not to think those things. I think on the good things. What does that scripture say? Think on these things whatsoever, lovely and pure. My husband being with another woman is not lovely or pure to me. So why in the world would I subject myself to that type of torture? That to me makes no sense. And so there are certain people who, who cross my paths my path, especially men who they hear how dedicated I am. They see my outer appearance. 
they, you know what I mean, see how even in my husband's absence, I'm, I'm, I'm staying faithful to him. They see all these different things. They see what I believe in. They see how, um, how talented I am and things like that. And that makes certain men mad because they're looking like I've, I've been praying for a woman like you, or I've been wanting somebody like you. And here you are committed to someone else who's not even committed to you. He don't even deserve you. I deserve you. You get what I'm saying? So I, I get people that come along and say those kind of things. And to me, that's the biggest hater move that you could do. You're not supposed to covet someone else's wife or husband. You're not supposed to do that. Desire what someone else has. And even if you see this person and you feel as though this person is wasting their time, you know, um, I wish that, that, that they weren't with somebody else, which uh, biblically, you're not supposed to do that. Um, even if you felt that way and you felt as though God had, had highlighted this person to you, you should still um, respect that person's covenant and respect God. If you don't respect me or my husband or my covenant, then the God that you say that you serve you should respect him enough to to um obey his commandments what does the word of god say it says um if you love me keep my commandments feel me so a lot of people don't seem to realize that one of his commandments like like there's so many things that god says uh don't do and things like that. Yet someone can look at me and say that I it's, it's almost as if people are treating me as if I'm sinning <laughs> or I'm doing something against the word of God by just sitting here and and concentrating on me and remaining faithful. Right. OK, I had to switch positions. I don't I'm, I can tell the sound sounds different from here. Okay, I had to switch positions. But um how how is it that even if I was not sure about what I'm doing, how is what I'm doing harming anyone? It's not because I'm not hunting my husband down, beating on his door, making his life miserable or any of that. I'm not doing any of that. So me sitting here being faithful to him is not affecting him in a negative way. It's not hurting or harming him in any kind of way. It's it's not hurting or harming anyone else around me in a negative way. If anything, it's helpful. It's helpful to me because that means that I am not committing adultery and I'm also not fornicating. You get what I'm saying? So how can I lose in this in this case? I can't because this is still beneficial to me that I am taking time to work on myself. It's still beneficial. So when people seem to have a problem with that, I'm just like, look here. First of all, first of all, I am not a person who I, I didn't get married to get divorced. OK, I did not. When I was out there in the world, 
I was miserable, okay? Because the 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 the, the, the dating pool as people like to call it, it's a very mucky like dirty place. <laughs> it's not very promising. But um I'm sure there's there's a whole other level. There's a different pool that's deeper out there somewhere. Possibly I was just sitting over here just paddling in a kiddie pool with it the other people in it when I should have broadened my horizons and gone out to some fresh water, a lake or something. You get what I'm saying? Somewhere where the the possibilities of people being educated and having some sense would where where the chances of me um uh meeting someone like that and and who's a godly man man you know what i mean would you know it would up those chances if i went to some fresh water you know uh <laughs> a big body of fresh water that 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 has depth do you feel me um maybe i was just pedaling around in shallow dirty nasty mucky stagnant water <laughs> full of gnats and you know I was in the wrong pool I was I shouldn't even been in a pool do you know how nasty pools are but anyway um I shouldn't have been in a pool but anyway I feel as though being out there was a very tough and lonely place um because of my pickings the slim pickings that I had around me that 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 weren't even good pickings like there's only a few guys in my past that I dated that I would say were good catches or had a possibility to be a good catch uh the rest of them folks was no good they were no good they were empty inside they were shallow, you know what I mean? They were, uh, they were full of trauma and drama, you know, uh, they, they, they were full of, uh, uh, substance abuse and everything else. And even though I never suffered with like a drug abuse, even though sugar is a drug, <laughs> so I guess I did have some type of substance abuse, but, uh, even though I did not have an addiction, to to street drugs and and things like that even though I still was full of my own issues so I allowed these these certain types of people to be in my life because if I'm if I'm mucked up mucked up mucked up if I'm all murky and yucky or whatever else then I'll accept somebody else who's got their own muck going on. You know what I mean? I don't even know if muck is a right is is a word, but I like using it. I think it's fitting. But um if someone else is mucked up, then uh guess what? You know what I mean? Then 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 even though we don't share the same uh uh muckiness <laughs> y'all y'all follow me with it even though we don't share the same ones 
we're still doing a type of, uh, I don't know if, if it's called trauma bonding when you both get together and you both have, you know, these hard luck stories. And so I don't know if that's what trauma bonding is. I'm going to have to look it up. But, you know, you, you know, both of y'all have these hard luck stories and you, you feel a certain way. And, oh, I feel like the black sheep and I just, the people didn't like me growing up. You know, these hard luck stories sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. Y'all are going to be able to relate even if he has a drug addiction and you don't, but, but you're over here dealing with all these other things, um, abandonment issues, daddy issues, uh, mommy issues. You know, if you're over here dealing with your own stuff, chances are you're going to be more open to dealing with someone who has issues. Why? Because a lot of times a lot of times people who have a lot of issues, what they will do is they like to concentrate on other people's issues instead of their own. Dealing with their own is scary, but pointing out someone else's issues and trying to help them with that is not scary. It's not challenging at all. They'll do that quicker than working on themselves, right? So, yeah, I just, I am just at a point in my life where even if let's say if even if God did not um bring my husband back to me then guess what when I do get back out there again I'm going to be able to get in bigger waters with people who, who, who have addressed their issue. You get what I'm saying? Someone who does not have a lot of issues or drama in their life usually is not going to welcome in someone who has all of that going on. Why? Because they've done the work. So they're not trying to be pulled back down again into a whole sea of a, you get what I'm saying? They're not going to want to be put back in a messy place because they've earned this new respect for themselves. They've earned the freedom that they have. And so they're not going to lower themselves to let you come in and muck their lives up. You get what I'm saying? And so if my husband did not come back to me, now I have, because I've done the work on myself, because I've, I've, I've gotten free from a lot of things, then I qualify for something better. It's just like credit. If your credit is horrible, there's a lot of things you won't qualify for, right? There's a lot of things you, you might as well not even look at it because you can't have it. You can't have it. You don't qualify for it. That's out of your price range. That's out of your credit range. You, you, your credit sucks. So, no, don't even look at them cards. You come over here and you look at this little bucket over here. We we gonna make we gonna make you do payments on the bucket. Uh, now it was it was it was about ten eleven owners before you, but you gotta make payments on it like it's brand new, and then it ain't worth what we're what we're charging you right now. It's not worth it because right along with you having to make this payment, you are going to have to fix all the raggedy issues that come with this car breaking down on you because it's not, it's not new. It's not in the best condition. It's got, uh, 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of miles on it. And so the more miles you have on the car, the worse it's going to, the more issues that are going to come up. You get what I'm saying? They'll have you lease something like that because you don't qualify for the better thing, the brand new thing. You don't qualify for that. You didn't, you have not done the work on your credit to even qualify for that. You don't even pay your bills on time. So why would we waste our time? Why would we waste our time leasing out something brand new to you when you don't pay your bills? You don't do that. You don't qualify for that. Same thing when it comes down to um, the dating scene and stuff like that. If you're if you have not done the work on yourself, what makes you think you qualify for someone who has? That person's not going to look at you and be like, accept it. Sure. Yay. Yay. You are approved. They're not going to look at you like that. Even if you find it, don't matter how fine you are, don't matter how much money you have. At a certain point, somebody who's got their stuff together, they're not going to drag themselves down to be with you because you're cute. Because you're handsome. Because you got a little money. Because... It don't matter how nice your stuff is. If you are miserable in it, you cannot enjoy it. When we moved into, when we, when we got ownership of, of my mother-in-law's house, and it was this, this big, nice, you know, house or whatever, you know, I was excited about, we were excited about it. I started decorating and everything else. And when all of those, 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 um, and we thought we were going to be happy. We had a bar, we had a fireplace, we had a, a hot tub, a sun on the sun, sun porch. We had a complete finished basement. We had three bathrooms. We had, you got all these different things, but it was not enjoyable. Because we had so many issues. There was so much going on. There was so much going on in that household that I would look around at that house sometimes and I would be like, I've always wanted a house. I always wanted to own a house, but I'm not happy. This house is not making me happy. So it don't matter how much money that person got or how fine they are. You're not going to enjoy it if it's a lot of drama and mess and muckiness going on, right? You're not. You're not going to enjoy it. There's no way. You, you, chances are you can look good to everybody else on the outside. But what, what does that gain you? You have to go home at night and be lonely with that person because that person's not even dealing with you or talking to you or even in the same room with you or even sleeping in the same bed with you. You got to go home and sit there and look at the four walls like this is not worth it. Right? So there's just so y'all, my mind just goes on and on when it comes down to, you know, marriage, dating, purposefully, you know what I'm saying? Just just different things. It 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 just the way people's mind think is just so backwards and so messed up. And to think that for people to think that I'm just going to give up on this because they think it's hard or for people to think I'm going to give up on this 
just because I look stupid to other people. No, if I stop this, it's going to be because it's something that either God told me to do or I just I chose not to do it anymore. You feel me? It's it's definitely not going to be um, based on what others think that I should do. It's not going to be based on on it being hard or it being simple. You know, if God, if I feel as though God has told me to do something, then it doesn't matter if it's hard or simple. If God told me that I can do it and that I should do it and that I need to do it, then I have to do it. Now, of course, he does give you choice. But I'm saying I want a better life. I'm saying all these different things. Then I have to make sure that I'm being obedient to my Lord and Savior. Right? Because that's how I show him that I love him. That's how I show him that he's worth it. That's how I show him that he's the only wise and true living God. That's how I show him that, that, that there's none beside him, none like him, none greater than him. That's how I show him all these things that people say during praise and worship. All these things people say during, during prayers. That's how I show him. I can give him lip service all day, but until I actually put actions to that lip service, it means nothing. It's void and null and it doesn't mean anything. Right? So, you know, I had to take a step back. I had to take a step back and I had to just say, Nyla, why are you doing this? You need to get back to your why. You need to remind yourself of, of how many times God has confirmed this to you that this is what you need to do. You need to go back and you need to visit that again, Naila. So people in their little comments don't push you off of your assignment. There are so many dreams that God has given me concerning this. There's so many signs that God has given me concerning this. And I'd be a fool to ignore it. But like I told this person, I'm not even, even if my, even if I, I went through a divorce today and the papers were final today, I still wouldn't be ready to have anybody up in my face. So y'all can look at me and say, you need to divorce him so you can get with me. You, you need to this and that, da, 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 da. you need blah, 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 blah. It matters not. It still does. It still won't benefit you any. It still won't benefit you. It still won't. You know, and I'm not for a man who would come along and steal another man's uh, wife. Hmm? Because that's what what you're trying to do. You're trying to steal another man's wife. So the way that you're coming all grimy like that. Makes me look at you like I wouldn't I wouldn't give you the time of day like that. Cause you don't you don't respect others and others' belongings. And I know somebody wouldn't get mad at the fact that I just said belonging. It is what it is. You know? I belong to with my husband. I belong to my husband. I'm his wife. 
So I'm going to look at you, especially if you're saying you're a man of God and that God, you know, um, and that you're on an assignment from God. I'm sure God didn't put you on an assignment to uh, steal someone else's wife or covet someone else's wife because that goes against the word of God. But this person is trying to tell me that me waiting for my husband is going against the word of God. How so? How so, bro? How? 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 Please confirm and show me in the word of God how what I'm doing is wrong. Because I'll tell someone the same thing. The word of God says that a woman should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain single or be reconciled back to her husband. There's so many different scriptures to support what I'm doing. Now, there's also a scripture that says um, if the unbelieving spouse uh, uh, walks away, then let them. It says that as well. But I have yet to see, you know, it, it also says because a, a, a brother or sister is not under, bond, under bondage at that point. So if he walks away and decides I'm going to divorce you and this and that, then I'm supposed to let him. You know? I haven't seen anywhere where it says then go divorce them, but I have seen where it says that you're not under bondage on under bondage. So until this situation is over, this is what I'm dealing with. Now, there's another scripture in the Bible that tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. What I'm doing might not be something that you feel convicted about doing. It might not be something that God, that you feel like God is pressing up on your heart. That's your walk. I can't tell you how to walk your walk. All I can tell you is anything that you're asking about or anything that you're dealing with in this life, the word of God has the answers for you. You know? You got to do what you feel. You have to work that out with fear and trembling with, with, with God. The Holy Spirit that's, that's going to, that feeling inside of you that's telling you do this or don't do that. That feeling inside of you that's warning you. That, that, that quote unquote gut feeling. Something said, oh, something told me. It's the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I say that, that, you know, as far as believers are concerned, that's the Holy Spirit, because, um, the Holy Spirit, um, you're going to test the spirit by the spirit, right? So you're going to look at the word of God and say, okay, this voice inside of me is, is it, is it, is it linking up? Is it adding up to what the word of God says? Cause if it's going against the word of God, that's not, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's not God. If it's going against what the word of God says, because God is never going to his, his word is never going to come back to him void. Right. So why would he tell you something then and your spirit tell you something that contradicts his word that he's already given? He's not going to do that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that is. 
I know I've said a whole lot. I'm sitting here like, girl, what did you just talk about, girl? <laughs> you just ran your mouth. I hope someone was able to get something out of what of 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 this episode and and things that I've said. Y'all don't be discouraged just because everyone around you is saying, "No, nah, this is stupid. Don't do that. You you so much better than this. God wouldn't have you be unhappy." What? Have y'all read the Bible? Have you read the Bible? Come on. Think about the people in the Bible who did not want to do what God was telling them to do. Think of Jonah, y'all. He didn't want to do that. He ran. He disobeyed. Until he was swallowed up. He just, he didn't want to go warning people and tell them nothing. You hear me? Nothing. So it's like, what do you mean God wouldn't have you unhappy? Most of the things that God is asking us to do is going to go against our feelings. It's going to go against what we want to do. Come on. Think about Moses. Think about these different people in the in the in 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 here where God told them to do something and they was just like, oh wait, ugh, ugh, um, God, I don't think I can do that. I don't have, I'm not a, I don't speak eloquently. I can't go and talk to these people on your behalf because I can't even speak right. It's usually something that goes against what a person feels they can do in their own ability. And when it comes down to that. It's usually God, okay? When you feel like God is telling you to do something that seems virtually impossible, that just seems like how in the world is this going to work out? That's usually a God word. The thing that comes extremely easy to you that you want to do, that's not usually it. I'm not going to say that's never it, but I'm going to say that it's usually not it. Now, it might be something that that you feel like you, you know what I mean? You have some skill in doing because God will give you grace, you know, to God will give you grace to do the things that he's asking you to do. He will give you grace. But these things that God is asking you to do, there's usually going to be a challenge that is with that assignment. It's usually going to go against what the crowd thinks. It's usually going to go against what um what 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 popular belief is. You hear me? So what we have to do, you guys, is we have to concentrate on our own salvation, on our own walk. Stop telling people, stop trying to rip people's hope out out of, out of their hearts. Please stop. Please stop. If a person said, well, God told me, you know, to wait. Um, if it's not hurting nobody else, then what do you, what is the problem? Why are you trying to discourage this person from doing that? Do you think I want to sit here and, and, and wait for a man who, who has not shown me any interest? Hmm? Do you think I want to sit here 
and just deal with this. No. But I tell you what, I didn't get married just to fail, just to get get to get to get divorced. I that wasn't part of the vows. Now, if that's the way it goes, so be it. But until then, I'm going to wait on the Lord. He's going to renew my strength and tell me what the next step is. Feel me? So you guys who are in the same seat as me, who feel as though this is what God has told you to do, don't be discouraged. Do not fret. Keep following God. Keep yourself lifted up in his word and keep yourself encouraged. And you're going to have to turn your ear away from the naysayers. You're going to have to be isolated and separated from those who do not support what you're trying to do because you don't want to abort the mission trying to uh, listen to other people or being affected by their thoughts of you do you hear me if this is what thus saith the lord if you feel like god has told you to do it then you do it and you see it through do you hear me because doing something like this ain't going to end up you, it's it's going to work in your favor regardless. If you love the Lord, the word of God tells us, you know, that all things work together for the good of those who love him, for the good of those who love the Lord. So if you love the Lord, it's going to work out in your favor, even if it doesn't work out in your liking. <laughs> you hear me? Even if it goes against what you felt like you were desiring because God has something greater and bigger, but in your willingness to wait shows God, your commitment to him shows God, um, um, that you are worthy of something greater. If this thing doesn't work out, there's something greater for you because God God, hey, that time that you gave God, that commitment that you gave God, guess what? You can't beat God's giving. So he's going to reach down deep and he's going to pull out something that's greater than any bit of time that you gave. Two, three, four, five years, however long, any time you gave, he is going to redeem the time. Do you hear me? So do not fret. Do not be upset. I know that's easier said than done. It's okay to be upset, but don't stay there. Don't stay there. You pray for those who curse you and use you. You pray for them. You bless them. Don't curse them. And keep it moving. Do y'all hear me? Do y'all hear me? If God told you to do this, you keep holding on. You hear me? You keep holding on and you keep staying true to it. Don't be weary in well-doing. That means don't, don't, don't get all tired and worn out when you're doing well. You keep going. Keep doing it. Because he's, he's going to come through, hey, and he's going to reward you if you faint not. If you, if you don't get all worn out and bent out of shape, say, God, I can't do that. God is going to renew your strength. Do you hear me? He's going to renew your strength. He knows when you need a refilling and sometimes you got to just cry out and say, God, I'm weak. Please help me. God, my, 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 my faith is weak. 
God, it's hard for me to believe, but please help my unbelief. Oh, help my unbelief. Till my storm passes over. Oh, yes, until then. Yet will I trust in Him. Him. In Him. You have to, you have to keep going. That whole song, y'all, I've sang that on here so many times. Weep and may endure for a night. You know, yeah, yeah. But Lord, how much before I can see the morning light. Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. Oh, till my storm passes over. Oh, yes, until then. Yet will I trust in Him. Him. In Him. The darkest hour is just before the break of day. It's true. Hey, y'all, it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to feel hard at times. And oftentimes it seems as if I'm about to break, but I trust in him, trust in the Lord. You know, y'all forgive my singing. I ain't saying today, but listen, he won't let you fall. Hey, yet will I trust in him. Y'all, come on. Yet will I trust. We have to trust the Lord regardless of what we see. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. That's why I say leave people's hope alone. Stop trying to yank people's hope out of their hearts. You leave their hope alone because they're having faith and you're tampering with their faith when you mess with their hope. Stop letting people mess with your hope. Stop letting people try to diminish your dreams and that promise that you're reaching for. Because then that messes with your hope, dearies. That messes with your hope. What Jesse Jackson say, keep hope alive. It's true. You have to keep your hope alive. Because there in your hope lies your faith. Because that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for. If you don't have any hope, then how do you get to faith? You got to hope for something in faith. You have to stop letting people steal your hope. Stop letting people steal your hope. Stop letting people steal your hope. Don't, don't let it, don't let it, don't let it happen. Y'all stop letting people steal your hope. Keep hope alive in your hearts. Cause when your hope goes, your faith does too. 
regardless of what you see, your faith is not based on what you can see. Stop looking at, well, my husband, yeah, you're right. My husband ain't talked to me in six, seven, eight months. You're right. My husband ain't, he ain't been back home. You're right. He ain't, mm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't see him here. Yeah, that's true. He ain't here protecting me, is he? Stop doing that, y'all. Stop doing that. It's not going to be based off of what you can see or feel. Stop thinking that way. You're not thinking with a faith-based mind when you're going based off of what you can see. If you can see it, it's not faith. If it's going in that direction, then what's the purpose of having faith in it? It's You already know it's there. It's a guarantee. It's right here in my face. Okay, it's tangible. I don't have to have faith for something that's tangible. I don't have to believe contrary to what I see. If it's tangible, it's right there. I don't have to believe something that if I believe something different than what I'm seeing, which is the tangible thing in front of me, then then I'm come on now. Come on. I hope y'all get where I'm going with this. If it's tangible, you already got it. You don't have to believe for something that you already have. Cause it's there. What 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 am I what am I uh believing for? I want a sandwich, but I'm over here begging God. Oh God, God, I want this. God, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I have faith that you're gonna bless me with a sandwich, and it's right here in your hand. God looking at you like what 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 what? I don't understand. I gave it to you. It's the same thing with the promise, even though we don't see it. We're going to have it. So we have to thank God ahead and know that he is who he says he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come on, you guys. You have to saturate yourself in the word. You have to remember these scriptures. And you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to. Speak over yourself, encourage yourself in the Lord. Come on, y'all. So that's all. I've been talking for a hot minute, but I appreciate y'all for coming and listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for the listens. I see you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Now, keep that hope alive. Keep it alive, you guys. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and listening. I appreciate every single last one of you. Remember to keep your attitudes in check. Know that God loves you and I love you too. And until next time, peace. Have Instagram. Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.